Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott's Club Podcast, and today I'm joined by Chris Toner. Chris, how are we? Yeah, I'm good. Yourself? I'm very well, mate. And Chris, uh, to start off the show, did you have a good Christmas, mate? Yeah, that, that was a bit quieter, different from what we, we normally do, but I think that's kind of what made it, you yeah. Yeah, it was good, mate. It was very good. So it was, uh, yeah, as you said, it was under different circumstances, but we made the most of it and I had a brilliant time, you know. So today we'll be covering the three o'clock SPFL games, which are St Mirren versus Rangers, Celtic versus Dundee United and St Johnston versus Hamilton. So Chris, you will be watching Celtic versus Dundee United. Do, how do you uh, think Celtic do against Dundee United at Parkhead? Um, I think, I'm confident we can get something out of it, yeah. Um... Obviously, the weekend we didn't play too well in the first half, I felt. Um, Hamilton were quite organised, stubborn, difficult to break down, but we managed to break them down then. Dundee um, United sitting about mid-table at the moment. Um, by no means a pushover, we'll certainly put up a challenge, but um, I'm confident that we can get the result going into the big game at the weekend. And I will be watching St Mirren versus Rangers. Uh, so six minutes have gone so far. I'm confident we can get a result today against St Mirren. Obviously, the last time we went to Paisley, it didn't work out too well for us, Chris. We are St Mirren beat us 3-2, knocking us out the League Cup. But today, I'm highly confident we can get the job done going into the, week, uh, the game at the weekend. Yeah, um, I felt the last couple of seasons, Rangers, when they bumped the road, they're a bit of adversity. They haven't responded, but I think now Stephen Gerrard's got a, the team an entirely different mentality, so um, I think he'll manage to have his rebound this time. And by the way, guess who's uh, not starting today? Ryan Kent. Aye, he's been rested. Yeah, I imagine so. He, he'll be rested for the game at the weekend because, as you know, Chris, when Ryan Kent plays against Celtic, the big man always turns up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and... You obviously Ryan Kent as of late has came under a bit of criticism, um, because he's not doing a whole lot with the ball as we all know that he's capable of, right? But when you look at his work rate off the ball, it is sublime. So it is, you know. So I can understand arguments from both sides, right? But this weekend though against Celtic, Ryan Kent starts a hundred percent because Ryan Kent is a big game player. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you just look at the numbers he was putting up in the earlier part of the season um, definitely somebody who lives for the occasion shows up for the big game um, obviously <clears throat> wasn't actually until I was on here a week with you and you told me about always work off the ball because I don't have the benefit of seeing Rangers week in week out so I thought his form had dipped because I wasn't seeing the same kind of stats he was putting up there in the season but yeah Definitely does everything in all areas of the park, and I think um, there's a chance he can add to his numbers at the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Because in his role off the ball, it is so important because that allows uh, Barisic uh, to go forward as well. And as you know, Chris, Rangers love their fullbacks to go forward, and in the modern game, like you really see fullbacks that sit back. You know, like every pretty much every team. Uh, well, every top team has their full-backs going forward and it makes perfect sense. And and I think that's the way the game should be played. And full-backs are such a, a crucial part in football nowadays, especially going forward. Because, and I, actually, this is what I'm going to say as well, I think it's more important for a full-back to have, to be better at going forward than defending. Yeah, I think that's 
Yeah, um, it just opens everything up for other players in other areas of the park as they go forward. Yeah, because we always heard that that old saying about James Tavenier, uh, that was, oh, James Tavenier's great going forward, but he can't defend. And yes, I, I, I used to agree with that statement uh, a few years ago, but now James Tavenier has improved a lot defensively, and going forward, he's got even better. Yeah, just look at those numbers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, as I was saying there, I'm confident we'll get a result today. Alfredo Morelos is starting. Um, that miss against St. Johnson, though, Chris... I have to say that was criminal, so it was. Yeah, I was, I seen it. Yeah, like, like goalkeeper made a horror mistake, pass out to Alfredo, Alfredo's clean through and he puts it right by the post, so unlike him. Yeah, he had a there. And I have to say, Lee Griffiths is on form for Celtic right now. Yeah, it wasn't actually until I was watching the game build up on the path to paradise that I realised that he is actually our most on form player. Um, two or three starts on the trot at the moment um, and he scored in each game. So, yeah, I think once you get Lee Griffiths back in that form and work his way up to full fitness, you need to play him. Would you start him this weekend? Um, yeah, I'd have him and Edward up front. I think... Um, the formation we've been playing the last few weeks, the four four two diamond formation, I think we think we kind of stumbled across it by accident. I think other formations weren't working and Lennon thought we'll give this a try and I think it's been the best discovery he's made so far this season. Oh and St Mary just had a chance there, uh, across into the box. Obika uh, managed to get onto it and he skied it over the bar, so that was a good opportunity there for St Mirren to take the lead so Obika didn't even get it in target so oh, what a great chance that was Yeah I haven't seen it um, here um, about four minutes or so when Edward had a chance um, but it was Shea Segrist who I think is a really good goalkeeper um, a couple of minutes ago oh, shot from range here wide as I was saying um, Lee Griffiths um, he tried to take it round a few defenders but he couldn't manage to find the target and it went behind Turnbull just had a long range effort there but well wide Alando's got the ball just now let's give it to Glenn Kamara yeah I don't think we'll get complacent like we did against St Mirren last time out you know I think we will definitely have learned our lesson you know but going into the game this weekend Chris because we will be speaking about that a lot um, so obviously we, we will be covering uh, the, the three o'clock kickoffs and we'll just be chatting about football in general. So the whole farm, oh hold on, well, because he managed to hold the ball up there. So Mirren on, on the attack, oh three kicks in Mirren I think. Or not, it's, what's the referee you gave here? Uh, <laughs> I've got this in mute so, oh I think that looks like a Rangers free kick. Rangers free kick. I'm quite surprised at that, to be fair. Obika, <laughs> is it Barisic ran into Obika there? So I think we got away with that one. But yeah, uh, this weekend though, I would just go with a 4 3 3 as pair. In goes McGregor, back four, Tavernier, uh, Balogun, Goldson, left back, Barisic. Midfield three. 
I will go Glenn Kamara, Stephen Davis, and Joe Aribo. Uh, usually I would go Scotty Arfield instead of Joe Aribo, but I think Scotty Arfield is going to be out for a wee bit. And up top, I'll need to go Alfredo. Even though he's not in the best of form, he, I think he still needs to start. And then outright, I'll go Kamar Roof. Then out left, I will go Ryan Kent. It's a bold one, but it's if the game isn't going in our favour, that's when I'll bring on Yanis Hadji. And Yanis Hadji at the weekend scored a terrific goal against Hibs and that was a big result for us, Chris. Yeah, um, one of the few blips on your record so far this season, um, the drawaway Easter Road, where um, depends on what way you look at it. I know you're not in the camp that goes about blaming the referee for results not going your way. You are very open and honest about the fact you failed to take your chances that day. So, yeah, it was a bit of redemption. I don't think the significance of a game against Hibs uh, can be un- understated. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, weren't, we weren't fantastic, but we got the three points. And I would say Hibs are the, the third best team in the country by a mile. Uh, and Jack Ross is doing a terrific job there. So to get three points against Hibs and keep a clean sheet, like what more can you ask for, you know? And uh, I need to ask you, what do you think about the Yanis Hadji and Joe Newell incident? Do you think it was a penalty? Um, I think when you're in that area of the park, when you're making such challenges, when you're about that high, um, then I think, yeah, you do have to give, a, give the penalty. See, for me at first, I was thinking, right, that's a penalty, but then I went back and watched the clip quite a few times, and I have to be honest, but I don't think it's a penalty, right? I know Yanis Hadji's um, uh, boot was really high, right? But his boot made no contact with Joe Newell's face whatsoever. It was basically a dive from Joe, New- New- Joe Newell, it was, because there was zero contact whatsoever and he went down. And Joe Newell's got a history of this because he dived in the Scottish Cup semi-final against Hearts. So him doing that against us does not surprise me. So for me, that was not a penalty at all. And see Dermot, Dermot Gallagher, who's a, one of, a former top referee uh, in the Premier League, he was doing analysis on it at Sky Sports News, and he said that's not a penalty because he made, like Yanis Hadji made no contact with him. So for me, it was, it was a dive. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know about his um, previous... Um, I will go back with that in mind and review it myself and then come up with maybe kind of a final judgement on that one but I've seen all week Michael Stewart just ranting and raving saying it was a penalty saying it was a penalty and it's like I don't know what it is with Michael Stewart he's like beyond obsessed with Rangers he really is like he just seems such he just seems like such a miserable guy to be around like he's he's one of those guys where you're out with your pals and then one of the boys goes oh Michael Stewart just texted me, said he's on his way down. You're like, oh, no, man, no Michael, no Michael. He's like one of those guys who, when he turns up, he's a complete bad buzz. <laughs> yeah, and he's so heavily featured across multiple broadcasters as well. I know, I, I just don't get it, like, whatsoever. But so far, it's been quite a slow start from Rangers. Um, not much yeah, has really happened apart from the Obika chance that went over the bar. Yeah, not a lot here from Celtic either. Best clear-cut chance was the Edward attempt, which, as I say, is you've got to test a keeper like Seagrist a lot better than that. 
So Chris, see me seeing that Barcast was starting today. What were your thoughts? Well, it was interesting. I do feel it's a bit harsh on Connor Hazard. Um, I think he's came in, did the job he was asked to do, didn't really do anything wrong or anything like that. Obviously, he did let some goals in some games, but that's bound to happen. But no highlights or anything for me. But um, the way Neil Lennon was talking in his pre-match interview, like this move was always anticipated. It was never about Hazard becoming the number one. It was always about dropping Barkas for a few games and getting them back up to the level that you expect a £5.5 million goalkeeper signing to be. Yeah, so this weekend, would you start back at Barkas, Bain or Connor Hazard? Well, I was discussing before I came on the pod with a couple of mates um, the selection um, and... I can kind of understand my mate's point. Obviously, as I did play the cup final, which is a massive occasion when it was like one of his first starts. But um, yeah, I think big league games when there's so much rounded on this season, then you've got to really do kind of have to admit that you do have to put your faith in like the guy you paid all that money to get. That's interesting because. See, if Connor Hazard was to start, right, I reckon Rangers would have a field day with Connor Hazard. That's too much of a big game for him to start. And I know you were saying that he obviously played in the Scottish Cup final. Celtic won that, right? But bear in mind, though, he did concede three goals. He's a young boy. And for him to go into a game like, a game like the old firm with what's riding on it, it would be too much pressure for the boy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it, it has faced pressure situation before, like Celtic's back was against the ball and they literally managed to save us out that situation, saving two harsh penalties. But at the same time, um, Arts don't really have any strong penalty takers. Um, There's quite weak penalties, savable enough for them. So, yeah, I think probably we're right going with Barkas. So, who would you say this weekend in the Rangers team that Celtic will be extra cautious of and very wary of? I imagine it'll be James Tavenier. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, here we go, nice long ball there, Alfredo Morelos. Oh, Mario Morelos just slipped. He's trying. Oh, Morelos is trying to control the ball and then just done, <laughs> done a Stevie Jean slipped. <laughs> make a Stevie G joke, yeah. I know, it's all tongue in cheek. Yeah, I love Stevie G to bits. Oh, what's happening here? Oh, what a goal by Sorrow! Celtic 1-0 up. Yeah, what a goal by Sorrow from a good 30 or so yards out. Completely caught Seagrass off guard. I'm not so sure. I'm waiting on the replay to see if he got a hand to it, but we still never keeping that out of the net, whatever it was. We'll sit in offside there. Yeah, Seagrass got a hand to it, but just couldn't keep it out. So a good start for Celtic. Chris, do you know what they said? Do you know what the Hamilton score is? Um, I'll find out for you.
Right, I think we need to up the tempo a bit here. So we do. Everything's been quite passive, it's been, been quite slow. Aki's had a lot of players out the weekend, did they not? Um, I think they did, yeah. Oh, slack pass there from Stephen Davison. Ben and got the ball now. Here comes Obika. Uh, I think I watched the replay Soros goal. I think um, maybe even took a deflection off the Dundee United player's leg on the way goalwards. All but, right. Um, still a magnificent goal. And Palm going down the right here, that cross is to nobody. And out, goal kick. The problems of it, like the game's not being in telly, is that we need to watch it in a stream, right? Obviously, you don't need to because it's uh, a parkhead, right? I need to watch the Super Rangers game on a stream. So, so yeah, obviously, at times it's going to cut out. <laughs> but Super on attack again. And very well intercepted there from James Tavernier. Yeah, it's Hadji now. Nice, tidy pass there. Kamar Roof back to Al McGregor. Right, come on, Rangers, get a foot home in this game. Oh, well, well, he's on the ball. Um, I said it off air. Lee Griffiths almost forgot the knee before the game. Tried to kick it off. I won't make any comment, mate. <laughs> 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 I think everyone knows my thoughts on Lee Griffiths. So I won't say anything. I'll, like, I'll, say, I'll quote Jose Mourinho after he did that interview. Well, after that game where he'd done that interview, he said, if I speak, I will get in trouble. <laughs> <coughs> right, here we go, Joe Aribo. Oh! He's been taken down. Is that a free kick? Yeah, free kick outside the box. Well, I was looking for Ryan Christie. Is that a possible penalty? Let's see Joribo. Oh ah, yeah, he's taken down out just outside the box on the line. Great opportunity here, Chris. We've got James Tavenier and Barisic who can hit this. Yeah. So get back on the track there, we've won the ball back. Oh, it's a good opportunity here for Rangers. We've got a uh, three players standing over it, Yanis Hadji, James Tavenier and Borna Barisic. All good free kick takers. Oh, absolutely. I'll never forget Yanis Hadji's deflected free kick against uh, Braga. The absolute yeah. scenes. <laughs> that would have been one of the last games before COVID. Shut down, yeah. Can imagine, like, I remember watching it on TV and I was, was actually I was thinking about being at the game. I thought you were probably watching it and it felt like it took forever to go in. Oh, I know. It was just pandemonium, so it was. And it's looking like Yanis Hadji will be taking this. So what's he going to do here? Hadji, he shoots. Oh, just went wide. Just watching Celtic pass the ball about here and I'm thinking if Scott Brown was in the team right now, like how all progress forward would just be halted. It yeah, I know. Off to the side, back. I can still see him starting, I think, a bit like the Scottish Cup final, like the situation, the occasion, no, like, kind of warrant Lennon, or at least Lennon feel like it warrants starting them. See, because your form, as of late, is picked up a bit, right? Last time we played you, we didn't even have to get out of second gear. This time round, we need to be on top form, you know, and yes, I'm confident we will beat Celtic, right? 
but we just can't go into this getting complacent or anything, you know, because I don't think uh, this old farm game will be as comfortable as the last one, considering oh, the, the stakes. Oh, yes, it's went in. Come on, Roof. Lovely. Rangers won now up, Chris. Hadji doesn't always need to put amazing numbers up. It's just like the stuff he creates. It's like his game game IQ is like beyond his young years. Oh, I know. Absolutely, man. He's such an intelligent footballer. So, can't complain with that. Rangers 1-0 up. Ian in the score score chat. Hadji is the greatest player to ever exist. <laughs> He's up there. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, back to the weekend, you're talking about the weekend coming up, um, how it'll be different. Um, I was watching the build-up to this from Paul Neal to Dundee United Defender. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, there was obviously, not that he's been in for him, um, I think he's trying to find his form again. There was no Edward last time or Ryan Christie as they were either testing positive or were self-isolating with COVID, so... That was we were two players down then, but uh, yeah. Sorry, Chris, it kind of lied a bit there. What did you say? I was just saying um, how last game around, like we were talking about it in the build build up to the game today. Yeah. Um, last time around, we didn't have any Christie or Edward. They were like isolating because I think Edward was actually positive for COVID at the time, so we were. To put to keep players down on that day, so I think their presence this time around will really shake things up a bit. Yeah, you can't disagree with that. Uh, to be honest, um, James Tavernier just got booked there. Yellow card, Mirren free kick here. Ball cross into the box. Oh, just hit off this Mirren player. It's out for a goal kick. But yeah, it's a. Decent start from Rangers. I know it was a bit slow, but can't complain. Rangers 1-0 up now. Uh, ball came to Griffiths in the box there, but his arm was a bit too high, so free kick to Dundee United. So, in Saturday, Chris, after the old firm game, we will be doing a live re- a live instant reaction to, the, to it. Um, so, that will be interesting. Uh, it's the first time we've ever done that. It'll only be a 15-minute one. It won't be like an hour-long Scott It'll just be like an instant 15-minute reaction. And we will be joined by Joe Gal for that one. Yeah, brainchild of Joe Gal. I'll give him credit. It's a brilliant idea. Um, all depends on who's happy on the day, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, if Rangers win me, I don't see an appearance from Joe Gal, that's for sure. I'll be very surprised if I'm being honest. <laughs> you'll, you'll be calling him out if he doesn't. Oh, of course, of course. His own, his own brainchild or whatever you want to call it, and he wouldn't show up. I know, he doesn't even want to partake in it. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be a laugh. It's uh, so what will be. And uh, I'll be professional as I can, if, even if Rangers win... Comfortably, I'll, I won't rub it in. Oh, especially if you're on Chris, but if Joe Gal is on, I won't try and rub it in as much. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
the dealers it depends then what kind of stuff he cuts out with if he tries using excuses and if they're justified oh I know <laughs> but it's going to be a good one so it will be but do you think Chris if Rangers win Will you? I know you've basically alluded to it earlier on in the season that if, it, well, not if, like, you feel as though the league is pretty much, like, out of Celtic's grasp, you know, you've, you've said that earlier on this season, right? But if you lose on Saturday, would you officially come out and concede the league and say, right, it's over, it's done? Yeah, I would say so. Would you say this is Celtic's biggest old firm game in years? Yeah, definitely, because um, for it was a couple of years there was the dominance on our side and we were always, for a couple of years, the superior side and any time it did come up, we were always expected to win. Most of the time we did, uh, or in the few occasions that we were comfortable in the league, we would still get the job done and even some of the ones we didn't win, we were still comfortable, so it wasn't too much of a bad thing if we didn't get the three points, so I, I can't remember the last time an old firm was this big for us. So how would you start the game, Chris? Would you want Celtic to be in the front foot right from the get-go? Oh, a slap pass there, Alfredo Morales, oh, Morales is through, yes! 2-0! Oh, that's all Alfie needed! It was a slap pass from the St Mirren defender. Alfie pounced on it and finished it in. 2-0 Rangers, mate. Yeah. I, I, mate, I'm not going to lie. See, when Alfie was clean through there, I was thinking the worst. Oh, that was a howler there. Andy United just oh, a howler there from the St Mirren captain. A terrible back pass to the goalkeeper, so it was. It was, it was pathetic. Alfredo pounced on it. Lovely finish. Rangers 2 0 up. Yeah, Dundee United just had a header from a corner go wide there. Um, just a couple moments earlier, Celtic took at the other end. Um, good ball into the box from Turnbull to Griffiths. Um, Seagrass come rushing out, managed to save it. Um, and then Edwards rebound went just wide of the post. So. That was two really good chances to make it 2-0 there and would be pretty comfortable right now. Um, obviously, Dundee United going and getting a header or far from in the clear yet. I think we're in the clear now, mate. This is really good stuff now from Rangers. Like That's all we needed to just get that opening goal and now we're just basically in the driving foot right now. We're in total control. And I see Morelos, uh, obviously his confidence uh, is dipped as of late, but all he needed was a goal, and that was it, you know. He just needed that one goal to give him that spark again, and what better time to do, to get it, to get a goal going into the old firm game. Yeah, that'll do wonders for his confidence, and um, who knows, will it give him, give him that confidence to get that awesome goal against Celtic? The scenes, if that happens, man. <laughs> like, Morelos is a top, top player, but that goal is... Just, that goal... Oh, the fact he hasn't got a goal against Celtic has just eluded him throughout his career. And the, the fact that he was that desperate for a goal when he was 2-1, it was the last action of the game and he, that 
dive for the penalty and it was his second sending off at the New Year Old Farm at the end of last year. Yeah, I remember that one. Then the outrage from the media where John Hartson was saying that Morelos was telling Celtic fans to go slit their throats. <laughs> it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing stuff, man. He did suffer some racial abuse from a fan after that. Yeah, Morelos has suffered a lot of racial abuse. And I'll never forget when Michael Stewart went on live radio on the BBC and said, oh, where's the evidence of it? Like, that—that that is utterly shameful stuff. Like, there's no evidence of it. Just go on social media, you know, just look at various other outlets. Morelos has suffered plenty of racial abuse. And for him to come out and say that, Michael Stewart to come out and say that is just embarrassing and disgusting. Highland professional as well in the incident I'm talking about in question there's I, I found a video clip of it and I'm not even going to allude to what the person said but it's clear as day for everybody here if you do had seen the clip yeah it's totally disgusting so it is did you see what happened with Alex Dyer I was just literally about to bring that up yeah absolutely shameful um, I think it's made even more cowardly by the fact that the person who's done it is hidden behind like, mailing a letter in yeah it's uh, disgusting it really really is I, I did see that the police are you like before the letter they're using um, some DNA checks so they are so the guy will get caught the guy or the girl or whoever it was will get caught yeah I was thinking that could be a way they could try and identify the culprit and obviously once they identify the culprit they deserve to face the strictest actions obviously the criminal record and that and they'll never be welcomed back at Kilmarnock Football Club oh 100% I know yeah but we're, we're looking good so far Rangers as I've said Playing with a lot more confidence. So we are. I just wish we had we'd be putting this performance against it mid in the League Cup. Yeah, definitely. And you would still be unbeaten across all competitions and potential treble. Yeah, but we still can't get the treble, mate. Europa League. <laughs> yeah. The, that would still be not quite the continental treble, but um, yeah. Just swap, swap out the Champions League for the Europa League. Like obviously, I don't think we're going to win the Europa League, right? But <laughs> like when people say, "Oh, Rangers can't get the treble," but technically we can because of the Europa League, you know. And yeah. but I I I seen a video of Jamie Carragher at the weekend, right? And he was on uh, Soccer AM. Yes. Oh, two 0 Yeah, another shot from well outside the box. David Turnbull um, ran off the inside post and into the back of the net. David Turnbull, he's been revolutionary for Celtic since coming into the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so Jamie Carragher was on Soccer AM at the weekend and he was very excited and he was telling, at the end of the show, he was like, right, everyone go watch Rangers vs. him, Stevie G's going to win the league, he's going to do the treble. And then I sent a video to Joe and then Joe's like, treble, you can't do the treble. And I was like, Europa League, mate. And he was like, oh, shut up, man. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of the Europa League when I says no treble, but... Uh, Technically, uh, we still can do it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised, but um, definitely 
but possible. Um, don't think it's have too bad odds to win it. Should definitely get through. Who was it you drew again? We drew. Oh, what's that team called again? Like, oh, hold on. Let me just get it up. I remember something earlier. Yeah, we were talking about it before. Um, it's a Belgium team. Not the age. It is... Oh. Antwerp. Oh, Antwerp, yeah, it's Antwerp. Yeah, that's what it is. Should see them off at least then um, get through to the same stage he's got to last season. Hope you avoid that team at Leverkusen could at least make the quarters. That would be a... What run you could be proud of yeah. on last season. Yeah, absolutely. And just to think, if we finished second, we would have got Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I think that getting Arsenal would have been the easier tie. <laughs> yeah, I'm just about to look. They were as low as 15th at one point. I'm just looking to see where they're at in the table just now. 13th, not too much better, but they get the win against Brighton. Uh, they beat Chelsea last weekend as well, which was a big shot. Frank Lampard, uh, Frank Lampard's under quite a bit of pressure right now, so he is. Well, was what dropped me Lee Griffiths there, but he was well offside. Um, I was going to say just before Turnbull, Turnbull's goal, I feel like we only needed the one more and we'd be comfortable. But when I say about two and a leads at half time, we know what happened in the Scottish Cup final. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, it's a good start for both old firm teams. Nicky Clark just in a shot, but easy save for Barkas. Oh, Nicky Clark, man. I remember he used to play for us. I remember we signed him uh, when we were in League One, right? And he was in League One the season prior. And he scored like 40-odd goals. And we signed him and he was absolutely garbage. I think he was uh, kind of right level up now, but... Oh. So, Chris, the game this weekend, right? I know we spoke about it a lot. Who would you say are Celtic's... Key players that Rangers need to look out for. Obviously, you got Edward. If Griffith starts, we need to keep an eye on him, uh, if I'm being honest. And with the, with the way Sorrow and David Tumble are playing, th- those four players are the ones that we need to make sure don't get any space to have a opportunity to get a, a cross or a ball into the box or even shoot. Yeah, definitely. Um, trying to think of who else is the kind of under-the-radar player or the player that's going to show up that he's don't expect. I'm just trying to think of that now. Oh, Stephen Davis, man. What a player he is. It's meant to think Stephen Davis is 35, right? And he, he looks just as good as he did 10 years ago. Yeah, and I set up another 35-year-old, how he's regressed. I know, Scott Brown, <laughs> cough, Scott Brown. <laughs> and 
even need to say his name there. I just had to refer to him as a certain 35-year-old. I know. Uh, do you know, obviously, the last episode, I was slagging Scott Brown for what he was, well, basically for his antics against Hearts, right? I seen a funny tweet <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, it was like Scott Brown celebrating after Celtic scored, right? And he's trying to goad the the Hearts players, right? And he's acting like a child, right? And then someone... Uh, Quote tweeted it. <laughs> we looked up Scott Brown's age, and it was like Scott Brown thirty five, <laughs> and they're basically they're basically saying what I was saying, like this guy's thirty five and he's acting like he's twenty years old. <laughs> yeah, he is a bit of a big man child. He's always loved being a bit of a wind up merchant. Um, I think it can be warranted in certain situations, but sometimes it does kind of border unprofessionality. Yeah, because you would never see you like a uh, a great Celtic captain like Billy McNeil or some of the Celtic greats acting like that. I could never envision Tommy Burns acting like that. No, I think it's all right if somebody does it to you first and then you kind of get back at them. Then it's justified. Then, but I don't don't like you being the instigator because if it comes back on you, then you deserve it. And- Egg on your face and that. Yeah, because see, any time Rangers beat Celtic, you always get one of our players rubbing it in Scott Brown's face, purely because he's the one that gives it out, and we just give him it a bit back. Like remember when we beat Celtic two years ago, one yep. 0 where Ryan Jack scored and Scott Arfield right after the game went up to Scott Brown and yes. done Scott Brown's Bruni thing, you know, where he has his arms, uh, wide open, you know. So is that's the, that's the thing though. Like Brown loves to give it out, and Rangers players will give him it back. <laughs> yeah, he was in Arfield's back pocket that day. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because see, for years Scott Brown had been running rough shot. Uh, so it had been because he's up against poor Rangers sides against like quite poor SPFL teams as well. Like, and he thought he was the main man. He was a big fish in a small pond because because he had good players around him, right? And now Rangers have got good, right? He doesn't know how to cope with it, you know? Like, any time we play, anytime we're playing against Celtic, as of late, he's been in Scott Arfield or Ryan Jack's back pocket. And he just can't handle that at all. And that's half-time. St Mirren now in Rangers 2. Yeah, we're at half-time here 2-0. They're just looking back at Sorrow's wonderful goal. So that's the second half started. You could kind of hang me understand big news at Parkhead or something. Sorry, Chris, what was that? Are you recording? Yes, I'm on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, mate, yeah. So what were you saying there off here before we start recording again there, mate? <laughs> Dundee United had a chance there. Um, Barkas came out for it. Um, it looked like it was possibly going to sneak in goal bound. Um, Julian, a very committed defender, managed to clear the ball away from the goal line, but in the process, he took a knock. Um, his left back, his left leg, his knee, and he's still getting worked on by the trainers at the moment. That doesn't look good. Um, Beaton and Duffy out warming up. Same Duffy looks like he's been called back to the bench now. Looks like he's getting ready to come on. Oh. If Julian's down and out for the weekend, then that is huge. Yeah, that is huge. Especially if Shane Duffy needs to start. <laughs> well, 
he's not able to move the trainers have literally just had to drag him by the leg that's to... bad news for Celtic bad bad news if Julian's injured yeah plus I know like after the cup final you were saying how bad their defence was, was like it's beat on the stripping um, but yeah you were saying how we used to have a field day with our defence and without Julian the stretchers coming on here so this really isn't good Would you start Shane Duffy this weekend, Chris, or would you, or would you go with Beaton? I'd go Beaton. He's got the old firm experience and plenty of it, so yeah. Yeah, and you don't want a repeat of what happened last time Shane Duffy was starting in defence. Mm. That was horrible. It was only the start. Obviously, they're playing with 10 men here until we can make the substitution. And we want to touch on the other fixtures uh, today, Chris. Aberdeen and Livy got postponed due to a frozen pitch. Yeah, I've seen that just before we started recording. Um, obviously, uh, Livy, that classic pitch, is not good at the best of times, so can understand why they can't play it in such conditions. I want to touch on this as well, Chris, about the before we go into the other fixtures. What do you make of oh a ball just came into the box there and McGregor just came out and punched it? We scary moment that. Yeah, so I just want to touch on this, Chris. What do you make about the, the big COVID outbreak uh, that's happening right now in the Premier League? And there's talk of the Premier League going into a two week circuit break. Yeah, I've so far so I've heard that the a potential circuit breaker but um, I was monitoring the I think it's kind of reflective of what's happening in the country um, case numbers steadily rise and obviously Christmas won't have helped I think that's kind of a big factor in why the case numbers are at record levels um, so I feel it's reflective of what's happening in the country but um, yeah it did have me thinking like the numbers rising like more positive tests within the Premier League in England that was alarming and it did have me thinking is it possible for it to be shut down again yeah I know I'll rate some minute have a corner Obika uh, shot the ball uh, at Alan McGregor Alan McGregor made a terrific save uh, so oh yeah Rangers uh, dealt with the corner very well there so uh, nothing to worry about there uh, so yeah I know it's the case numbers are rising and the Man City game got called off the other night against Everton due to an outbreak at Manchester City. Uh, and it, it got called off four hours before kick-off. And uh, Everton weren't uh, all that happy with it due to how it was called off at uh, such short notice. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, it does make you wonder what where the room is going to be. It's a very big picture picture calendars as so do wonder when it's going to be rearranged for um, and then I think there's something as well about how if they can't fulfill this cup picture then they won't automatically forfeit it but um, as it's still the Carabao Cup semi-final yeah they're playing Manchester United I think yeah um, something about like different stages of the competition and 
they will automatically forfeit because I think someone in an earlier round had to forfeit. Yeah, that's right. But if I'm being honest, due to how big Man City are and the power they have, I don't see the game getting forfeited. No, plus it does make you question what fairness and quality, what bigger teams getting away with it and smaller teams not. Yeah, absolutely. Thought Ed Ladd was going to have a shot from outside the box again there, and it's like that's where we've been most dangerous today. Graham is fairly optimistic in the Scott score chat that the St Mirren can get back into this. They did have a good chance there with a beaker, with a shot that Alan McGregor saved. But I, I'm not trying to be too cocky or anything, but I think we're going to see this out. I know St Mirren are like throwing bodies forward and they're trying to break our defence down, but I, I just can't see past us. How are Celtic looking right now, Chris? Um, got a free kick here. Well, Dundee Ryder, free kick here. Joanne's away off on a stretcher, cover over him. Um, legs all taped up and in a brace, it looks like. So that's probably quite a significant injury. Um, Sorrow just came in. Um, a bad challenge there that he's been booked. So I think the injury to... Julian might have shaken her confidence a little bit. Yeah, that'll be a big blow this weekend, missing Julian, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Back on the ball here now, but McGregor. Great vision there from Stephen Davis to try and pick out Yanis Hadji. Oh, that was a slow one there. Was that an elbow to Conor Goldson from Obika? Conor Goldson went down, holding his face. Yellow card for Obika. Lance Hulse just went down there. He's making it out. It's worse than oh, that. It's that was an elbow to Conor Goldson from Obika. He's very lucky to stay in the pitch. That was a red card. Yeah. I think Lance Hulse Conor Goldson's still deep. holding his eye. Yellow card for Smith. Um, he's a bit slow, but I think he'll be able to run it off once he gets up and moving. I think Maurice Fountain was holding his leg. Oh, that's a red all day long, Chris. That is unbelievable. Wait until you see this, mate. Clear elbow to Connor Golson. Obika only got a yellow card. Very, very lucky boy to stay in the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Can't, can't do that. So, free kick Rangers. Headed behind by Edwards. It's going to be a corner to Celtic here. Still 0-0 in the St. Johnson game, Chris. Um, just refresh the scores here. Yep. Oh, Glenn Kamara. He's won the ball here. Alfredo Morelos. Morelos shoots! Oh! Oh! Oh, Yanis Hadji tried to cross it into the box there, but St Mirren have intercepted now. They're on the counter-attack. Oh, long ball through. Oh, here we go. Obika. Ah, it's offside. Oh, it's offside. Yeah, I cannot believe that, Chris. That was a shocking elbow to the face. 
from a week out of Conor Golson. But that was a good play there from Glenn Kamara. Alfredo Morelos with the shot. St. Mirren goalkeeper saved it. Yanis Hadji tried to cross it into the box, but it was a poor cross. St. Mirren intercepted there. Steve Chris come running out his box there and headed it away before the ball could drop to Griffiths. Yeah, but I'm very content so far. Probably get one more and then that'll be us. Back up the road with the three points. I'm feeling one more. Oh, that's brilliant there from Bonabarisic. Fifty-five minutes going so far. Just gone on fifty-eight. Yeah, but I can wait for the game in Saturday, Chris. It'll be the second old firm with no fans there. Yeah, and um, obviously, big anniversary fifty years to the day on from the Ibrox disaster. Yeah, absolutely. I heard the the BBC done a brilliant documentary on it. I haven't got round to watching it yet, um, but I definitely will. I heard it was a really fantastic tribute that they done. Yeah, I've seen on their page they had um, an, an interactive like, news page on it. Turnbull uh, just forced to save out Seagrass. Quite a good pass from Christie. Um, good save from Seagrass. So, did Dunn United look like a threat at all? Uh, no. I think we've. I think at the start of the half, we were a bit unsettled by Julian going off, but I think we're beginning to settle again now. Hmm. Obviously, making that chance there, so. They'll feel that we can get one more and that should see us home. In the 70th minute, I would definitely make some changes, get some of our key players off to get, make sure they're fully rested and fresh to go for Saturday. Yeah, plus if we both get comfortable, then I think once you get to that stage, you start thinking about like, protecting some of your players for Saturday, obviously. Julian incident was a bit of a freak incident but it just goes to show you that these things happen in football yeah so Lennon knows right if he loses on Saturday that's him finished yeah they do say that um, that would, would they would renew like his status as manager in the new year um, obviously I still feel it would be a right move but he's got his point again good so I do feel like it would be a bit harsh, but at the same time, it's like the damage has already been done. And um, obviously, a defeat in Saturday ends any real hope of a title challenge. So at that stage, you've got to make the move and move on. What if it's a draw? Do you think that will be a state of execution for him? Uh, a draw, probably, yeah. 
Because, as you said, Chris, the, the Celtic board released that statement a few weeks ago saying they'll look at the situation in January. So they're basically saying, yeah, then, right, if it, it'll be the after the old firm game, depending on the result. Yeah, I was talking about making jokes at the time, what, wait until he's, he's the Rangers, and then we can really justify sacking you know? them. Do you think Celtic and Peter Lowell have anyone lined up? Um, looking, um, Where's he playing right now, Paddy Roberts? Is he still at Forest or some stupid place like that? Well, not stupid, but... <laughs> I thought he was at Brighton, or am I completely wrong? <laughs> I'll look him up. Patrick Roberts, he is playing for... Middlesbrough, of course he is. Middlesbrough. I wanted to say Middlesbrough, but I was getting with, like red like, jerseys confused. Oh, I see he's rocking a hairband as well. <laughs> Josh Windast, uh, Josh Windast-esque. <laughs> yeah, but this is what I'm thinking, right? See, oh, here we go, Rangers on the top. Oh, uh, so Ben cleared it. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If Lennon was to go, I think Billich will take over. What do you think about that? Uh, uh, Billich, do you th- I think do I think Billich will take over at Celtic. Um, Billich would be quite a good appointment. I just got a bit distracted and missed your question there because the ball came to Nicky Clark in the box and um, he just put it wide. But uh, I'd take Billich. Yeah, I think it makes the most sense because Eddie Howe, I think, is a wee bit unrealistic and Billich, I think, has said in the past that he would go to Celtic. Yeah, I think, I think he's gone on record and said that. So, Mirren are really going for this now, so they are. <laughs> They're really hitting the ball. <laughs> They're really putting the long ball here, man. Hitting it very long, going route one, so they are. Just one there, and it took a while for the flag to go up. I was like sitting, waiting, watching it. Like, surely that's a flag, and eventually that go up. See, St. Mirren doing this route one football here, right? That's when you know they're desperate, and I don't think it's going to work out for them because I think our defence has got, got it covered. And it's easy pickings for Hollander and Connor Golson and Barisic and Tavernier, to be fair, especially Barisic. Like, they're hitting the, the ball right up to the left flank, right? and Barisic Bar- is just winning it every single time. Well, um, beat on what Dundee United player looked like there was maybe a bit of an elbow to the back there. Um, looks like there's definitely contact. It's just a case of did they push him? I think it was actually a case for a penalty there looking at it. Oh. 
Oh, lovely from Aribo. Brilliant turn. Oh, it's a free kick Rangers as well. <laughs> well, St Mirren are getting rattled here. They're getting frustrated. Just pulling Aribo's shirt there. Just toying with them, mate. This is... Uh, that, that's when you know we're in control. Well, it's Sunday United that had been a penalty there, then... We've been a bit rocked the last few minutes and probably got them right back again if they'd scored it. We're on the attack here, but Griffiths in the box. Plays it to Edward. Bought by the defender. How's uh, Griffiths played? Um, I feel like he's been a bit quiet today. Oh, he's got a shot here, and it's wide. Tell you who, who's had a brilliant game today, Borna Barisic. Yeah. He's had a brilliant game today. It's like one everything in the air, and he's just bossed his side of the pitch completely. tackle there well won Stephen Davis long ball at the top just out for a shy <laughs> St Mirren shy Griffiths was looking for a free kick there he thought the Dundee United player was all over him for the header there but he didn't get it that's good by Ryan Christie there filling the player out the park throw in here to us James Tavenier wins it Here we go, Yanis Hadji. Ah, blocked off the defender into the keeper's arms. But I'll tell you, as I've said earlier on, Chris, I went over my Rangers team that I think will start against Celtic. Uh, so I did, and that was uh, the four three three. Went over it, um. So I'll go over it again. So McGregor, Tavernier, Golson, Balogun, Barisic, midfield three: Aribo, Kamara, Stephen Davis. Oh, but ball played through here. Al McGregor's got this, and then out. Oh, 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 oh. McGregor would uh, <laughs> say just put himself in front of the the Mirren player there. And uh, it's out for a goal kick. Oh, it's a wee scare there. It's a wee scare that was there. So it was um, because it's uh, <laughs> been number 25. It slid in uh, and it went out for a goal kick. It was Connolly, so it was. It wasn't 25. It was 21, sorry. Connolly slid in. And uh, St. Mirren are really, as I said earlier on, putting themselves about. Yeah, Sunday United. Um, took Warren Shankland off there. Obviously not in the kind of game they wanted them to have, so having to take them off and see if that shakes things up. I'm just thinking, obviously, I haven't thought out a Celtic team for Saturday. Uh, is that, I know, Eleanor, you're saying 4-4-2, uh, Diamond, but which one, uh, what team are you going to start with? Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking, because it's like, if we follow suit, kind of what we did for the cup final, and... Neil Lennon decides to play Scott Brown. Does that formation really fit Scott Brown? And uh, indeed, who do you drop for Scott Brown? Yeah, 
Like you can't drop Sorrow, he's playing brilliant. David Tumble, you can drop him, he's playing brilliant, right? So if you're going a four four two, right, you are you you can only have two midfielders there. So would you what would you rather? Uh like that's the thing, what would you rather? Like have Scott Brown in the team or like is Scott Brown playing against Sorrow or would you just rather Sorrow and David Tumble in the team? Like and we went over it plenty of times. Scott Brown adds nothing to that Celtic team nowadays, apart from a bit of leadership, you know. But like we seen what happened last time, Celtic played against Rangers. Scott Brown was abysmal, and obviously, granted, everyone else and uh, at Celtic that day were terrible. But starting Scott Brown for me makes no sense. I want him to start, but it would make zero sense in my opinion. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, I think it's kind of got to the point where we don't play him against Rangers. He can be a big influence in the dressing room. He can be a big influence on the bench. Yeah, but definitely. but our, our midfield don't eat him alive like we, we've done uh, like we done the last time we played you. Yeah. Or even I even before that last time we played you. Well, even <laughs> basically the last two times we've played Celtic and Parkhead. Yeah, and then if you want to go back a bit further, the cup final that we won with a bit of luck. Yeah, because see, when you look at it, last three times we've played against Celtic, Rangers have been comfortably the better team. Yeah, absolutely. And Neil Lennon's only had, well, as of late, like one comfortable performance against Rangers, and that was a 2 0 game where Rangers' team selection was just completely all wrong. Yeah. We'll cross into the box there. Well won by Barisic. Honestly, I've seen it earlier, mate. Barisic has had a brilliant game today. So is Joe Aribo and Glenn Kamara. Aribo's contributed to the midfield superbly and the attack. Glenn Kamara doing his usual stuff. Brilliant tackler. Like, technically so sound in the ball. He's been terrific. Wee Griffiths free kick um, got blocked um, did thanks to the box that Edward had a chance but Seagrass managed to make himself big and the Frenchman couldn't find the goal do you think Neil Lennon will be, will be regretting not starting David Tumble earlier on this season? yeah I think, think so they were talking about it um, in the pre-match build up on the past the paradise how uh, it maybe doesn't always work out just throwing a new boy in the deep end like that how that actually that free kick him off the player's arm maybe not justified giving a penalty for it but um, back to what I was talking about um, yeah I think they were talking about the work that goes into getting a new young player like that ready and all the work it takes behind the scenes to get them ready so um could they have started earlier? Yeah. Would they have been as good had they started earlier? Maybe not. So it's kind of six and a half a dozen. I think Stephen Celtic started to go in a bit of a rut, like right after the old fun game. That's when Lennon should have acted. But I think it's too little, too late. Like That's what I named a, a previous episode of Scott Score, Too Little, Too Late. Like, is it too late now? Uh, like, even though he'd like to bring Sorrow and Tumble in because the damage potentially could have already been done. Yeah, absolutely. Even 
they, those games in hand. Obviously, they're not guaranteed by any means, but even if they all did go our way, um, a couple of, a couple firm defeats potentially, and um, yeah, it'd be over. Oh, Joe Shot to say got a yellow card there. Rash tackle and Joe Aribo. The frustrations are well and truly coming out now. And Joe Shortness, by the way, was the one that made that mistake with that terrible pass back to the goalkeeper that Alfredo Morelos pounced on. McGregor just had a chance go wide there. It was a difficult angle for him, but he definitely had to do better and at least test the keeper. Oh, nice hold up play there from Aribo. The strength, see the strength of Aribo, man. It is sublime, so it is. Uh, yeah, he's going to be coming on. I wonder who he's going to take off. Do you know what I was thinking as well, Chris, right? Uh, see, as of late, we haven't been creating as many chances as we've done previously. Like, it's only happened over the last few games, right? But I'm going to put it down to the congested fixture uh, schedule. That's what I think it is. Because we're playing a lot of games, players get tired, etc., etc. So, Aribo, oh, corner kick. Yeah, it's always a congested time of year, fixture-wise, Christmas and New Year. Um, plus, I don't think we've got the benefit of our winter break this year. Um, oh, thank God, no Dubai. <laughs> Looks like he's got bags of energy on him. I think it was wise dropping Ryan Kent for this game because 
he's been playing non-stop as of late, so it's wise to give him a wee bit of a rest because he's been looking really tired recently. He's been looking done in. And it, plus as well, because he, in his role, he has to do so much, like, off the ball, and when he has the ball, like, when he's got the ball, he needs to run at defenders, take them on, get crosses into the box, and when he's off the ball, he needs to run back and help defend as well. So the guy has a lot in his plate, so you can see why, as of late, he's looked really tired. Here. Some men have a free kick. Straight at Marcas. Found the head of the player. Ball cross in the box. Very well won by, by Connor Goldson. We've defended brilliantly today. So we have. Mm-hmm. Like we've won everything in the air. Uh, St. Mirren have only had really two or three max chances that we the, that we had to be on alert for, you know. But what I will say is, though, St Mirren have looked pretty decent on the ball, but they're nothing like they were when we played them in the League Cup a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's funny how, like, don't know if it's, like, the occasion a big cup tie or that, like, just sometimes these teams can show up in those kind of games and get the win, and then league games, it's kind of back to what you expect basically yeah still 0-0 in the Hamilton game uh, I believe so it was when I looked just a few minutes ago and yes it is oh god man that must be that must be a real dull affair yeah let's see feel sorry for the poor journalists that need to cover that man in the freezing cold St Johnson have had 23 shots on goal but only 3 on target Scott Brown's coming on and El Unice, who's making way. Sorrow. El Unice is coming on. Yep, and Scott Brown. 15 minutes to go. Who else is coming off? So, yeah, that's uh, two big results for the old firm going into the big derby this weekend. Yeah. So, do you know what, Chris? I'm going to ask you score prediction for the old firm this weekend. Very honest for me, 2-1 Rangers. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Rangers. Same as last time. Goal scorers, I predict Ryan Kent and Kamar Roof. I think big Kamar Roof will be up for the occasion. He's been some signing for us, mate. Like He is a top player. Top, top player. Now, I can actually see why he was so successful at Leeds. Like, the guy is just brilliant on the ball. He's so strong going forward. He's a clinical finisher. And plus, as well, he's very versatile. He can play out out wide, play up front. He can play, like, like, he's so versatile. We're lucky to have him. And we're lucky we've got four really good strikers and Alfredo Morelos. Kamar Roof, Jermaine Defoe, and Cedric Eaton. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, well won by Hollander there. Brilliant tackle. Edward was one of the subs that went off there when Brown and El Unice. Um, don't know if like, 
well, we don't really need the two strikers at the moment. I can have a Yeti up there himself. Um, I'm sure this game's home and dry. Yeah, same here. Oh, 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 mate, Kamara just, oh, Kamara just done him there. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, big Glenn Kamara just completely done the St Mirren player there. That is tremendous. Like, Glenn Kamara, how did we get this man for 50k? Absolute bargain. Oh, this is some really good stuff here. Like, Joe Aribo, Glenn Kamara, as I was saying earlier, they have been brilliant today. Oh, again, man! Oh! Submitting player just lunged in at Glenn Kamara. Glenn Kamara went to the ground. Oh, Alfredo Morelos plays it through to Yanisaji. Yanisaji! Oh! Oh, it's been out for a shy. Unlucky, tried to cross it into the box. Arjibald just cross it into Alfredo Morelos, sorry. And it went out for a shy. Just probably a bit too much power on it from Yanis Hadji. Oh, Zungu's coming on. But yeah, I'll tell you what happened with Glenn Kamara there. St. Mirren player lunged in at him, right? Took Glenn Kamara out and Glenn Kamara still managed to make the pass. <laughs> just done St. Mirren there in the space of a minute. Blacks out just in a shot there. Um, after it was cleared away by the Dundee United player from a corner, then it actually came off El Yunusi. Who knows where it might have wound up if he hadn't been in the way. Oh, I know. Dundee United making some subs here. Wonder how much time got to be added on. It'd be a good couple of minutes because Julian, it took them a few minutes to. I think it'll be two minutes for us. There's not been a great deal of stoppages. Um, you know, a lot of stop and start due to the, the fouls that St Mirren have uh, been committing. Oh, that was poor from Zungo there. St Mirren won the ball back. Here they come. Oh. Brilliant block there from Big Connor Golson. So we're on an attack here, cross into the box. Oh! Rangers clear the danger. No, they haven't. Barisic gets it, Ryan Kent now. Alfredo, oh, well intercepted there. St. Mirren still got the ball here. They're on the attack, down the left hand side. Oh, boy, big bonner Barisic blocks it, it's out for a corner. That was poor from Zungu there, man, a bit sloppy there. Well won there from St Mirren. Then well blocked there from Conor Golson. So St Mirren corner, can they, can they get back in this? Ball crossed in, well won by Hollander, Morelos. Poor header, St Mirren still got the ball. Rangers claim a handball. And it's a free kick, Rangers. Pressure, over. What's here, the Scott score chat saying, Chris? Um, 
Graham saying Doyle Hayes is a really good midfielder will go places. Ian's describing Agribo and Mara as proper Rolls Royces. I suppose that all that's been said, aye. Aye. And I'll be giving it Graham I'm gonna be giving Graham it stinking at full time. There's a wee chance there, but quite an easy save for Segrus. Can you imagine the pressure Celtic would have been under if Dundee United wanted him, mate, or at least got a point? Yeah, it would only heighten things for Saturday, I feel. Oh, that was a rash challenge on Alfredo, doesn't even get picked up on. St. Mary's still got the ball, that looked a free kick, clear free kick to Rangers. Rogic was looking for a player there, but he just got to it before the player could latch on to it. Yeah, but see what I was saying earlier on, Chris, about the circuit, the circuit, uh, the circuit breaker? That could be happening in England for like two weeks. Do you think it could happen up here? Um, case numbers begin to rise and then it starts to affect football. Um, then, yeah, unfortunately, as the action that might be necessary to take, and then it does leave you wondering, like, where you fit the fixtures in to complete the calendar of fixtures, or are we going to have not quite the same situation as last season, but a situation where the would have to be Fitcher's sacrifice in order to finish a season. But I don't see the season getting called off again, like, at all. That won't happen, because we've seen that the COVID tests are getting done just now with the SPFL clubs, right? So I feel as though football have handled their response to COVID-19 very well. Uh, and that's the thing last season could it easily have continued you know because look at the Premier League they were doing Covid tests every single week and the argument that some people were trying to make about last season that oh we don't have the finances like uh, England do utter nonsense look at this season every SPFL club is carrying out tests before every game yeah definitely Um, obviously earlier on in it, um, it was all sudden a bit of a shock and bit of the resources or preparedness um, but they still would have got that in time and definitely almost, well, just about a year on um, and a stronger situation to deal with it so I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have a repeat of last season being called to an early finish Oh, here we go Aribo to Bonabarisic, oh Ranger's shy. Yeah, but I generally don't think that season should have been called early. You know, it made it didn't make any sense whatsoever because teams got unfairly relegated like Hearts and Partick Thistle. And like that's the thing, like Celtic, yes, they were twelve points clear. Rangers had a game in hand. Rangers mathematically still had a chance to win the league. There was two old firm games to go as well. That should have been four there, it went underneath his heel. Um, but yeah, I would have definitely liked to have seen us done it on the park. Oh, 
Zungu, oh, blocked by a Superman defender. Borna Barisic. Glenn Kamara with the ball. Barisic. Jordi Bo, oh, lovely turn. Oh, still got the ball. Oh, you know he's nasn't. Yeah, there wasn't going to be any Euros. Um, that was kind of the whole reason behind the postponement of the Euros. Obviously, the situation hadn't allowed for domestic leagues to be completed. So, yeah, because it quite easily have been finished, played to a finish. Yeah. It was in the same sort of time as the Premier League. Not exactly. And, like, that's why Rangers fans will always tease Celtic, because there always will be, like, an asterisk, or an asterisk, sorry, over... Like right beside the 2019-2020 season where it says Celtic won a league with a asterisk there. So, put this way, as I said, I wouldn't want us to win 55 like that. But I think a precedent has been set where if that the season was to get called early, you would need to reward it to whoever finishes first. But I don't think we'll be in that predicament again due to how well... Uh, football clubs have responded to COVID-19 yeah they're taking it very seriously um, there's obviously not the most high contact but there is like a fair degree of contact involved so yeah something you can't take lightly um, just over four minutes ago here David Turnbull's just been named the man of the match which I think is fair enough James Tavenier's coming off for Balogun. What's the scores in other games, Chris? Because um, some of the other games were kicking off at four, so uh, it'll be half time in them. Um, I think the only scheduled four o'clock game was um, Levy Aberdeen that could postpone. Hibs Ross Counties at six and Marble Commandments at quarter past six. Um, stoppage time at St Johnston Hamilton that's still an L now. So just a minute left here. We get the next part of three. From Dundee United going to get a consolation here, we're on the attack. Barkas comes, punches it away. Oh, well intercepted yet again by Glenn Kamara. So my man I'm actually day will be Oh, it's a tough one. It's between Bonabarisic, Aribo and Kamara. I will need to give it to Glenn Kamara. Glenn Kamara man that match. Three minutes added on. Yeah, St. Johnson, Hamilton, Chris, that'll be, as I was saying, that, that'll be a terrible, terrible to watch. Yeah. Here. Yeah, Kamara just punches it Glenn Kamara's passing is honestly beautiful. Oh, Zungu, slack pass there. Big Zungu's no look great since he's came on. I think he just needs a bit more games under his belt. 
But but overall, I would my my full analysis of the game today was decent performance. Once we'd scored, we've pretty much been in control. We've looked more composed. St Mirren started very lively. They had a couple chances. Um, St Mirren's build up play looked okay today. They were pretty good on the ball. Um, their defending <laughs> was not all that great today. Two real bad mistakes, especially from Joe Shotnessy for Rangers' second goal, which was a terrible pass back, which Alfredo Morelos took advantage of. And the, the first goal we scored through Kamar Roof was unfortunate, uh, as it was a deflection, but we took our chances, and when St Mirren had their chances, they didn't take them. And we defended brilliantly today. Yeah, my, my analysis here would be quite a... Comfortable win, quite one sided. Um, Dundee United weren't too threatening, but at the most threatening, it has cost us a key player. Wilson Miller had a big chance there. Al McGregor made a good save. Then they had a couple more shots. Then it was some good blocking there from Hollander and Goldson. Stephen Davis intercepts. Davis driving forward. 30 seconds to go. Nice pass there, Ryan Kent. That's ah, the final whistle here. Six successive wins for Celtic. 20 seconds to go. Yeah, so that, that's a good result for Rangers. Big three points that, considering St Mirren are the only Scottish team to beat us this season. And Paisley for us has been a tough place to go uh, recently. It really has been. Like this is the best performance we've had against St Mirren at Paisley in a long time. I'm happy with the first three points today. It was always crucial getting them get into the old farm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So St Mirren have a corner uh, just now. Right after this, the referee will blow the whistle. Can sit there and get a consolation here. So, oh, and it's that. That's it. It's a free kick for Rangers. So the whistle will get blown any minute now. So we'll just round up the full-time results, Chris. Uh, that's it, full-time. St Mirren, no, Rangers too. So, Chris, uh, we'll, we'll do, do your classic Sky Sports impression. Read out the other scores as well that are going on. St Mirren nil, Rangers two. St Johnson nil, Hamilton nil. Celtic three, Dundee United nil. Livingston and Aberdeen was postponed because of a frozen pitch. Later today, Hibernian take on Ross County with a kickoff of six pm, and Motherwell face Kilmarnock with a kickoff of six fifteen pm. Love it, Chris. Superb stuff, mate. So pleasure as always, mate. And uh, until next time, guys, which will be Saturday, hopefully we will be discussing our Rangers result over Celtic, where Rangers pick up the three points yet again. So until Saturday, guys, take care and we'll see you soon.